Greetings and welcome to the Friends Barden Podcast. I'm your host, Clint Sabom, Executive Spiritual Coach for Friends Barden Practitioners. And thank you for joining me. Today we're going to be talking about Step 7. And hopefully, you know, you may just be like peeking ahead before you actually get to this step. And that's fine you know, and so you'll get a kind of idea of what's coming. But if you're actually arriving at this step, you really want to be at a very advanced level, in my opinion. You want to be able to feel the elements, balance the elements, charge the elements, impregnate your room, impregnate other rooms, Uh, Not only with the elements, but also working with the Akasha and connecting to the Akasha through elemental balance inside of you and feeling all of this unfold in your spirit, soul, and physical um, parts. And so as we go into the spirit schooling for this step, Um, hopefully you've got an idea already of how to do this, the correspondences he gives to the senses make sense, the attributes make sense, because they go together very seamlessly between soul, physical, and spirit, and so um, the correspondences actually kind of make an intuitive sense, and you're able to have associations with everything, and so as you're getting more in touch with the spirit and balancing the spirit, um, you know, I will say, yes, it's important to feel the spirit, and you know, two two good ways to really get into the spirit is your primary resting place. Um, and I'm not saying it's your primary resting place permanently, because all of them are your primary resting place. But to really get into that deep spirit level, two things um, come to mind of what can help with that. One is prayer to God, to the Akasha, um, to where it all comes from, and praying and filling your room with the Akasha, and even going to impregnated spaces. I mean, I used to, I'm not Catholic, but I used to go inside Catholic churches when there wasn't a service, and just go to the pews and sit there for an hour, because it had so much light in Akasha in it, and so I got a big dose of it that way, and there's other gatherings too where I feel like you can get into the presence, so I encourage you to explore that. The other way is the Great Here Now. I have a previous podcast on the Great Here Now that you can scroll back and get to, But in brief, it's timelessness and spacelessness, and it's resting in the great here now, and that will really be resting in the spirit, 
because everything happens in the great here now. You are always here now. Whatever happened in the past didn't happen in the past. It happened in the now. Whatever happens in the future won't happen in the future. It will happen in the now. And it will always happen where you are, here. So the great here now is basically everything. And it's a way to really get that spirit presence going to just rest deeply in the great here now. And it's my belief that that will call in the Akasha and the light and the love of God. And if you don't use the word God, that's fine. Whatever word you use or deity you use is certainly okay. Um, so those are two ways to get more in touch with the spirit. And as we go through the big thing here that I feel like can maybe be a stumbling block for people is going through to the soul schooling, going to clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, which is, you know, calling in the light, the light of God, and connecting to the light of God, which I just gave you two ways to do that uh, just now in the spirit schooling part. And so connecting to that um, and impregnating that light with the um, intent on, you know, first that, you know, he goes through clairvoyance, impregnating that light with the intent to become clairvoyant and filling your physical eyes with light. And he suggests filling your physical eyes so you don't later get confused of what is regular sight and what is clairvoyant sight. Now, I will be transparent. The way this happened for me was before I actually got to this step in the book. It was the two years I spent working with the elements in the Akasha where the third eye opened and the physical eyes and the soul eyes um, and the spirit eyes, you know, were all open and filled with clairvoyance. And the light of the Akasha hit my soul and that extended forward into the physical eyes and um, kind of backwards into the spirit. Because I think of physical as kind of the surface level, then you go a little deeper at soul, and then you go to the deepest point in that spirit and the soul connects the two. So if the soul is charged with, uh, uh, um, what word am I looking for here? Um, adequate light, um, you know, it can open in both directions. And so basically that's kind of how it happened to me. And that's a little bit against, I feel like, maybe what Barden is saying, because that way could confuse normal sight with clairvoyant sight. And I, and I will say, to some degree, that has happened with me. You know, there is, at times, an inability to turn clairvoyance off, 
and then once I turn it off, there's a difficulty in turning it on. The way I turn it off is I just kind of use Zen, I don't know mind, rather than acting like you know when you're picking up on something with clairvoyance, just say don't know to everything, and that's kind of the answer to all questions, or what is going on with this person, I don't know, and that kind of opens up space, gets me in the spirit, and I'm not quite as concerned about being clairvoyant. And really, if I break down the different capacities, my Clara audience is the weakest, um, the Clara sentience is the strongest, the feeling, and that happened before I got to this step. And that is very, very difficult for me to turn off, actually. And so... Um, the safety in all of this as we go into this territory that is taking some leaps, the safety I feel is always physical exercise and physical health, whether it's cardio, whether it's working out, whether it's just doing stretches at home and staying flexible but some form of physical exercise, and specifically, I like the exercise of the leg press or squats. If you don't have access to a gym, just doing squats. One with the left foot forward, the right foot back, and then go down. Try to touch your right knee to the ground. Go back up. That's one and do 10 of those, and then reverse positions with the right foot forward in the left foot back, and take the left foot down, go up, and then that's one, and then do 10 of those. And if you want to do three sets, all the more better. The more you can get charged with that deep physical chi, the safer you are when you go into this spiritual territory where we're opening up new abilities that can be confusing at first. Um, I don't get transcripts of what somebody is thinking. It's more like an intuition that happens automatically. Uh, so I think that one thing that could possibly block people is they expect too much out of the psychic abilities. Because I think his name was Ingo Swan that was in the CIA project Stargate and really was one of the best uh, psychic readers ever because his percentage of getting things correctly was higher than most psychics in tests. And he, I believe, got somewhere between 35 and 40% accuracy. So we're not talking like 100% you know what everybody is thinking all the time. It's an intuition where you're going to feel and sense and maybe see visions or shapes or associations in a person, maybe hear um, maybe hear their inner dialogue with the Clara audience. Um, I certainly don't hear their inner dialogue completely. I might get the gist of what it is, whether it's a 
loudness or a softness coming from them. Um, so, um, you know, don't expect too much, you know. I mean, yes, this is magic, but don't necessarily expect, um, you know, that you're going to be like the best mind reader in the whole world through this. And Barden also talks here some more about fluid condensers and preparing fluid condensers. If this is appealing to you and the alchemical sense is very appealing, then by all means do it. Um, but remember, these, these things are always merely just aids. Aids. They're, you know, they're just tools. They're not actually the factor itself that gets you through some of the steps. And Barton does say later on, it's up to each individual to choose what they want to specialize in with some of these higher abilities. It's not necessary to achieve all of them, you know, to give you a little spoil alert. Um, in step 10, there's just a lot of magical abilities mentioned. I, b I believe it's step 10 and we will get to that, but, um, you know, it's, it's really like, hopefully by the point you're getting to step seven, you're already developing your own sense of magical intuition and what is right for you in where you are weak and where you are strong and where uh, the work needs to be done. And it may require more work before getting through um, the soul schooling here. And I will say too, if you want to cut corners um, and not do the fluid condenser, because it seems tedious or perhaps you're having trouble finding the ingredients um, and you're getting like half of them, but not all of them, and you're wondering how helpful it is. Well, it is helpful, but it's also helpful if you could just impregnate water, make your own holy water, and don't just impregnate it once and then, you know, with the intent to become clairvoyant and then rub it on your eyes, impregnate it day after day for a week or two weeks, you know, keep that holy water just charged up constantly for a while and then rub it on your eyes, um, you know, with the intent to become clairvoyant. I believe that that could work very strong. So hopefully you're still doing the impregnation of water and you have been doing it this entire time. And hopefully you have been practicing vacancy of mind because, you know, the, the, the early skills in Barden are so foundational and you get into the higher steps and it seems like there's more to it and it's going to take longer, but it's really just honing the same skills you've learned in the beginning um, of, of initiation into hermetics. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been thorough enough. At the end of the 10 steps, I'm going to do bonus videos on individual abilities more to go more in depth with them. 
Um, my third eye did open during this process, or rather, it had opened earlier in my life, but it got kind of cleaned out, so to speak, with the Akasha, and that came before I got to this step, and, um, but it was this step that made me realize, okay, this third eye stuff is, is responsible for clairvoyance, and the solar plexus chakra opening, the third chakra is, um, you know, responsible for the clairsentience, and so, um, you know, some of it is, is all of that, and the heart, too, I mean, I will say the heart chakra seems very, um, you know, very much feeling, and very much, um, uh, a big thing when it comes to balancing clairsentience and balancing the elements. And it, you know, I believe, you know, in, in Bardonian talk, it's probably air neutralizing the fire and water. So that makes sense that it can get unbalanced. It can go upwards to fire and downwards to water, but there's not this kind of cohesiveness to the two are going laterally there's not a cohesiveness of the heart chakra kind of opening and flowing down your arms so the heart chakra opening is um and and when i say opening i'm not saying you necessarily have to have some big kundalini experience i'm just saying like increased depth and sensitivity it's more than just your chest at the surface of your skin it's going deeper towards your spine and really beginning to get that heart's uh energy and the circulation flowing laterally and vertically in a way where it's going you know equally in all four directions and you know, that's a huge part of magical equilibrium. So that's enough on that part for now. Man, we're we are getting to such stuff here in this step. And I will say with the magical animation of pictures, this is really just energy you're putting into a picture. And um, impregnating that energy with the intent for the picture to become animated and you can use your fluid condenser formula you could use your holy water formula that you've made with this and even if the picture's in a glass frame just rub you know the eyes on the outside of the uh, picture or rub the entire picture with, you know, some very light splashes of the holy water or fluid condenser, get a rag and just clean it with that. As long as you're conscious and you're impregnating it, it can basically become animated. And as long as, you know, I mean, for instance, I would suggest the picture you're um, impregnating is up, up by your altar, you know, it's... Um, in a sacred spot and and i would suggest it's a meaningful picture you know i wouldn't get like stock pictures off the internet print them up and oh we're gonna make this animated i mean i guess you could if you were really drawn to the image and felt a deep connection to it 
but um, you can probably know who you're, you know, feel a deep connection to. And a good example of this is like in, um, in, in Christianity and the more mystical traditions of it, uh, the icons of the saints, which is like a picture of their soul. You could animate that. I mean, we've all heard stories of the Virgin Mary crying in places. And that's just people that are very much praying and pouring um, their prayers uh, by the Virgin Mary. And that they've got a real strong energy about them, perhaps. And other people come to pray, and the Virgin Mary image cries more and more. It's the same concept here. Um, I will add, you know, <laughs> it might be worth asking, well, what's the point of this? Like, who cares? Well, I don't know. Maybe you don't care. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's a good point. You know, like, I mean, um, is it really necessary to animate pictures? I mean, um, you know, I mean, it could come in handy, uh, you know, at later times. It's definitely a good idea to have sacred objects and sacred things in your room or in the room where you're doing your magical work. It's definitely a good idea. It will it will make all of this flow better. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, I would suggest doing it with a picture and doing it with meaningful picture. Uh, the first time I did this, I did this with a picture of Barden. And I tell you, it was really much like um, the Scooby-Doo cartoon from way back. Um, I'm kind of dating myself, but I may be predating some of you um, that didn't grow up in, as kids with Scooby-Doo. But um, I... Um, you know, they'd, they'd kind of walk through like a haunted house or something. And like once they got past, the eyeballs would follow them. So it's like maybe they saw out of the corner of their eye that the eyeballs were following them. It, I mean, that was the magical animation of pictures. A lot of mystical things in Scooby-Doo cartoon. Um, and that's kind of how the Barden picture I animated was. It was strong with energy. I could feel the energy. I could see the energy coming off of it, but it would also be the eyes, the eyes. And um, sometimes even when I looked right at it, it sem seemed like it was in life. It's like, wow, Barden is really here. Or, you know, at least like some semblance of an after image of him is here in very strong. And um, that was really cool. That was really special to me. Um, that was a really great thing to have, um, you know, and that was a while back, but, um, yeah, that's about it on this, uh, the creating an elementary, um, different from elementals and elementals are more thought forms. Elementaries are more the elements and using the elements to do it, assigning the elementary with the task, um, I will say this is a part of Barden where I would say caution ahead. I would say caution ahead because, um, you know, if, if you're weak, the, you know, any, any kind of elemental or elementary that you create could take on a life of its own and get out of your control. And so, um, if this appeals to you, by all means, do it. And if you feel confident, do it. 
but but I think the understanding really that I have is that you know whatever task it is in the other dimensions can all be done with the elements in the akasha and just you just you you have the power to do that you have the power to i mean you're you're basically sending out thought forms um automatically whether you're practicing bardonian work or not i mean you're sending things into other dimensions that's the way the human being is built so doing that consciously and i feel like some people do this consciously with affirmations or they do this consciously with just mantras you're sending energy out and energy in and you're creating a field of some kind so i mean is it necessary to create an elemental and an elementary um well i mean i don't know some some teachers may say yes it actually comes in you know as a very essential as you get on to the practice of magical evocation in step two but for now only being at step seven yeah i would say caution if it really appeals to you by all means go for it but stay mindful of any sort of backfire or boomerang effect that could happen and you know if you need to be in your power enough to control an elementary would you not be in your power enough to have wish fulfillment in other planes yourself i think yes you would so those are my initial thoughts on it um it is cool it is fun it is interesting for sure um so so there's some positives here so again i'm going to be making bonus videos on some of these capacities and I will have them after the 10 steps. Um, I think I've kind of given you an overview of my process and my thinking. I realize I didn't go into depth about creating an elementary, so I'll probably do that as a bonus episode at the end. There's a lot of content once you get into 7, 8, 9, and 10 of abilities that probably require a deeper look, you know, I mean, heck, if I did it all right now, it could be a two-hour podcast, and I seem to do better these days with keeping them, you know, not too long, at least when I'm talking, but that's an overview of my own magical intuition in regards to this step. Um, Certainly, um, I wish you the best with all of this, and if there's any questions or hesitations or self-doubt, I can really help you with coaching one-on-one in terms of helping you through different steps and maybe taking away some of the fear, serving as a safety, as a mentor, as a guide, um, because some of this gets really, really intense. And if you're interested in coaching sessions, just email me at thegraveyardcowboy at gmail.com. 
That's thegraveyardcowboy at gmail.com. And as always, you are all in my prayers and many blessings to you. Wherever you are, may you have strength and power and love in this Bardonian work.